Well, my confidence is shaking a little bit. Of course, what I'm talking about is the Phoenix Suns. But I still believe that we will have a parade in Phoenix. We just got to get past this next round. Or rather, this current round. No lie, Dallas has given us all we can handle inconsistencies on the road but I still believe I still believe we are going to have a parade now I might be eating my words a little bit later and it might be as soon as Sunday Sunday early afternoon or or late afternoon hasn't been decided yet um obviously uh um i'm talking about game seven as last we spoke it was a tied up series a pivotal game five in which the phoenix suns won in dominating fashion then losing Game six, and now Dallas has um, has forced a game seven. But we still have two games to to uh, to discuss. But uh, the the weekend is upon us. By the way, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Sorry, I uh, got so wrapped up in what I was going to say and how I was going to intro everything today, but um, I forgot to, uh, you know, ask how you doing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you have decided to make Sports Talk with David and Mobile a part of your day. I appreciate it. I am David Murphy, the host of Sports Talk with David and Mobile, and welcome to the show. Um, as I said, uh, it's going to be uh, all sons uh, today um, in, in this episode. I got to, um, you know, give a uh, shout out to the Diamondbacks. Uh, last time I talked about them, they were uh, trying to get at 500. And as a matter of fact, they have won a couple of, uh, of uh, series since then. In fact, the Diamondbacks are... A couple of games above 500. Um, I'm not. Let's see. Uh, two games to be exact. They are 17 and 15. Bottom of the West Division, but they are a part of the only division with above 500 teams. As the Dodgers are 20 and 10, San Diego is 20 and 12, 
San Francisco is 19 and 12. The and I said the bottom of the division, the Diamondbacks are actually fourth. Uh 17 and 15 and Colorado is 16 and 15. The only division with all five teams in the division above 500. Take that. And it is all um, thanks to timely hitting that hasn't happened. And Brent Strom. Uh, some people might not know that name. Um, but uh, he was the pitching coach for the Houston Astros. And um, the pitching wasn't a part of the cheating. He was on that staff of the Astros team that um, did one of the heinous things in all of baseball and sign-stealing and banging on trash cans. He was not responsible for that, although I I would assume he probably knew about it. Um, But that wasn't what he was in charge of. He was in charge of the pitching, and the pitching was um, very stellar um, because of Brent Strom. Um, The the, uh, offense and, you know, everybody that, that deals with that um, more blame on, in my opinion, is uh, goes to them. Either way, you know it, it's a tainted uh, championship. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't blame uh, Strom for that. I credit him for turning around their pitching staff, and so he retires, and he retires in um, Tucson, and. Um, Lavello calls him up, you know, three days into his re- retirement and says, hey, why don't you come be the pitching coach for us? You know, it's, uh, uh, you're, you're going to still stay in, in, uh, in the area, in, in uh, Arizona, where you have selected to retire. Go ahead and come work and make some extra money and uh, help us out. And so... He uh, joins the pitching staff uh, for the Diamondbacks, and now the Diamondbacks have uh, two or three, I'm not sure exactly how many, of the top leading pitchers in all of baseball. And a lot of that, again, goes to the credit of uh, Strom. As a matter of fact, he he noticed that many guys such as Madison Bumgarner that um, uh, could use uh, help with as as far as um, you know the uh, higher release points on 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 fastballs. He noticed that a lot of uh, teams uh, you know were uh, hitting you know some of the lower stuff and 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 you know a lot of batters were. Uh, swinging at at uh, higher fastballs, um, based off of you know how you know they're they're swinging and and said, hey, try to locate your pitch this way, do this and that, and I don't know the full mechanics and 
Um, I wasn't really going to go 100% into all of this. But nonetheless, we have a couple of guys in the rotation that is some of the best in in the game. And it's all credit to Brent Strom. And then again, some timely hitting. In fact, if you if you place the Diamondbacks in other divisions, such as the NL East, where the defending championship uh, Braves are, they would be second in that league or in that division. But right now they are fourth. Again, the best division in baseball with everybody above 500. So that that's that's what you know what we're dealing with as an Arizona sports fan base. So um, a couple of uh, like I said, a couple of series wins, and uh, you know now two games above 500. So they really turned it around. Just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, but got a couple of games, like I said, to talk about uh, the Phoenix Suns. So all that is up next on. Sports Talk with uh, David and Mobile. All right. Welcome back to Sports Talk with David and Mobile. I made an error. Um, I only covered games one through three so far. I have not covered game four yet. Uh, I thought I was only going to be talking about uh, five and six, but let's go ahead and cover another three games uh, again this time. I've uh, just been so busy, so I apologize for uh, the um, my misspoken um, error there. Um, I'm not going to... And it maybe has something to do with the losses. I have no idea. But I'm not going to really, I don't think, go too deep into, you know, um, into the press conference. Might be doing, you know, the Monty Williams part of it. Um, unless something catches my ear for anything else. But let's start with game four. Um, it was a 111 to 101 uh, victory for Dallas. This is the game that tied it up. I think that's what I was thinking. Um, it was uh, a. It seemed like a concerted effort to get one of the best point guards in the game out of the game. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, Chris Paul fouled out. Uh, some of them, you know, he's just got to be smarter than that. Uh, some of it is Monty Williams. I really kind of questioned how early he um, he put him in. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on a couple of occasions, and we'll hear from Monty on that. But I was just really, you know, really frustrated with, um, you know, how – how the game went. I mean, I just don't understand, you know, so it was just, it was just a lot of bull crap in my opinion, uh, my opinion. And I, I want to be a little bit more, <laughs> um, vulgar than that. 
because bullcrap really doesn't, you know, cover the way I felt about that game. And really the way I, I've, I have felt about um, the Suns playing in Dallas altogether, you know, and, and, and again, I, I refuse to blame officiating completely, but it has been absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. I can't say that word, and it sounds like I'm an idiot. Um, but it has been god-awful. Um, better last night for game uh, game six, um, but it's just like I've never seen where, um, you know, the inconsistency for the Phoenix Suns and really the inconsistency – as uh, you know, uh, for for both teams, I mean, we we know at this point, you know what Luca's going to bring. You know, he he uh, even though you know he uh, the whole team is a team that is uh, in love with the three point shot um, and can make a lot of them. They they've been inconsi- inconsistent. Um, in Phoenix, and Phoenix has been inconsistent there. And um, so I guess to sum up the whole thing, you can say inconsistency has kind of been the the big deal. Um, but I just don't understand how some of the foul calls went and how in the world, you know, the best point guard in the game, and maybe, you know, at least a top five point guard of all time fouls out. It just doesn't happen. You know, a player of his, I, uh, you know, basketball IQ, uh, it just, it just, you know, it, it doesn't happen. But anyway, I don't want to, you know, get all up in the weeds too much. Uh, Devin Booker, 35 points, 10 of uh, 22 uh, 12 of 13 at the line. Luca, 26 points, uh, 9 of 25, and 7 of 8 at the line. DeAndre Ayton, 11 rebounds, 5 defensive, 6 offensive. Uh, Finney Smith, 8 rebounds, 3 defensive, and 5 offensive. Booker, 7 assists, 6 or 5 turnovers, not, uh, not 6. Um, that's another problem. Paul and, and Booker have had a lot of turnovers. 43 minutes. Luca, 11 assists, four turnovers in 37 minutes. Um, only a 10 point win for Dallas, but at times, and I was texting Heath of uh, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk, um, you know, it really every game. Uh, but I'm like, man, I just feel like the, the Suns should be, you know, they should be losing by a lot more. And. Um, you know, he's like, man, I agree. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's very sloppy, sloppy basketball, um, on, on their part. But, uh, again, turnovers from the guard position, you know, specifically Chris Paul and, and, and Devin Booker have, have continued to be bad in Dallas. Uh, still haven't seen, you know, a performance for, um, Chris Paul, since his game two performance, it hasn't been really all that great. Um, and then uh, 
you know, it's just struggling to, you know, make make shots. But turnovers has kind of been the the big thing. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and get into the the money rundown. Well, everybody's got to take ownership, and it starts with me. I, I made some decisions tonight and put us in a tough spot. I should have kept Chris out of the game, um, especially right before halftime. And then as a team, we got to take ownership as far as guarding the ball so we don't have to help as much. Um, and it's the same story, you know, 17 turnovers, and it added up to, I think, 38 points off of, you know, second chance points and offensive rebounds. So, again, it's something that has, has hurt us. I don't think we were as organized tonight, um, a bit rushed. But it's, it's a, about personal ownership right now um, defensively. And, um, but I also, you know, understand that it's 2-2, and we worked to be in this position. And so I told our guys, we, we got to have the mindset of coming back here to win this thing. And um, for whatever reason, we haven't played a complete game here. I thought our first half defense was about as bad as it's, as it's been all year as far as recognizing the shooters. Second half defense, I mean, you, you can see it's, it wasn't that bad. We just weren't that great on offense. It is exactly how he had said. They, they just have not played very well in Dallas at all. Turnovers is been a uh an issue um second chance points the 50 50 balls it's all been just atrocious I, there's that word again can't say it monty williams was asked about the three-point shooters of dallas and you know what what can be done or, 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 you know, what, what should they do? Or, um, you know, who, who's the biggest issue? Uh, is it Finney Smith? Is it this guy? And, and here, here's Monty on that. All of them. I mean, Bertans, we just didn't run those guys off the line. Um, Finney Smith had eight. Um, that's just game recognition. You know, you have to have that awareness on your own. But again, this is, this is something that, um, I have to fix as the coach. You know, we, we have to get guys off the line. We have to recognize uh, Luca was one for 10. You know, you have to recognize that and, and try to keep him from just getting to the paint and maybe force him to shoot a shot. Um, we were helping to keep him out of the paint. And then there are times where you get mesmerized with him dribbling the ball, then he fires a perfect pass for a three. So um, it's 2-2. Um, like I said, we work to be in this position, and we get to go go back home and, and fix some things. Um, it it has not um it has it hasn't been very very good at all as far as um recognizing you know how the the game is flowing. And, you know, during that game four, you know, Luca wasn't very good, you know, from from really, you know, definitely not from distance, but, 
you know, up close he was, you know, all right. Obviously, you know, he had he had he had points. He he scored, um, but it a lot of it was just you know he was more dangerous from allow you know putting other guys in positions to um to to score. I, this whole series has been about stopping Luca, which you know. He's their best player, and you should focus on that. But I think there there's been an overemphasis on trying to take care of Luca. It it there's just been he's there's too much focus, um, is what I've noticed over these three games. I know I'm talking four, and I'll probably say a lot of the same things talking about five and six, but I just can't help to think about you know. Just there needs to be a fine mix of hey, stop trying to control stop slash stop Luca and and then also paying attention to everybody else um, at the same time because they they can hurt you um, as as well and and they're part of the reason why we are playing seven games. Kellen Olsen asked uh, Monty Williams uh, about the struggling offense, and he said, what is it that you felt like that, uh, you know, kept kept the ball from moving around? Uh, one, we, you know, Chris was in and out of the game. That, that probably hurt us. And two, I, I don't think we trusted the pass enough tonight. I mean, we, in a game like this, I mean, we had 27 assists, but the way that they were playing, uh, when that ball is moving around the gym, we typically are in the 30s. Why well, you obviously disagree enough call in the moment to challenge it? Chris's fifth foul. Mm-hmm. What did you see and what did you make of the Just trying to <laughs> save our guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully they, they turn it over. Um, but that's just one where you use it just to say that's, that's where you save one of your starters from getting a high foul number. That second question, obviously, you know, pertaining to, you know, um, Chris Paul getting fouled and uh, how all that that went down, you know, just he was he was in foul trouble really early. Um, I think Monty tried to trust him not to pick up the other ones. Some of them were very, very ticky tacky in, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, he's fouled out and. You know, when, what he does as a distributor really gets the offense going. There's many times that um, Phoenix would, would get it within, you know, um, within six, and then next thing we know it's a, a you know, 10, 10 12, uh, you know, double-digit lead for, um, for the Mavericks. You get it down to, you know, Six or eight again, double-digit lead. Um, I think that a lot of that had to do with, you know, the absence of Chris Paul and being in foul trouble early. It was it was just really, really frustrating. Um, I mean, I remember, again, I wear my hat, my Monty Williams hat, and I threw my hat. I was just it, – it, it's been a very, very, very inconsistent, very frustrating series in, in Dallas. Not much else to really speak on as far as 
press conference goes, um, uh, like kind of like I thought. But uh, one other thing pertaining to Game Four that uh, kind of came out is uh, there was a, uh, a a group of fans, particularly a young young fan, that um, had uh, had some f- physical uh, touch and altercation with. Um, Chris Paul's family, specifically that of his mother and his wife. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't, uh, you know, I don't think there was a um, video. At least I didn't catch it. Um, but uh, any either way, you know, kind of what was going on was uh, a issue with uh, um, with Chris's family. And I don't know, you know, I think it, it happened kind of rather early on in the game. Uh, you know, somewhere half the halfway point, uh, somewhere in there, I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, he he knew about it really early on. So I don't know if that uh, was, you know, something that Chris Paul was distracted by. Um, I know, um, you know, there was a question uh, that it was asked to him, and he said, you know, sorry, I'm not, you know, I didn't, wasn't paying attention. Um, even during the press conference, uh, he, he, he seemed distracted, you know, a lot during that. Um, left the press conference kind of early, but, uh, you know, there's a point that he wasn't getting asked any questions, and, and he kind of turned and said, am I good? And, you know, he, he left. Um, so clearly bothered by something, whether mentally or, or, or otherwise, but, um, nonetheless, you know, um, very distracted. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but, um, just really, really frustrating, uh, game, uh, not getting anything going offensively, the turnovers. And then of course, Chris Paul, but that, that, that's pretty much, uh, game one, um, so up next, well, our game one, game one for today, game four, um, uh, overall. So up next, we'll uh, be uh, talking about game five, a much better um, out outcome for the Suns in game five. So that that'll be next on Sports Talk with David O'Will. All right, much uh, much better in Game Five. Game Five's typically pretty uh, pivotal um, as far as uh, you know a series goes. It's like eighty-two or you know eighty-four percent of those who win um, Game Five. Excuse me. Those who win Game Five, um, you know, have uh, are have in like 82-84% chance of um, winning um, the series, and I'm sure hoping going into seven on Sunday uh, that that is that 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 is the case. Um, but uh, 
It was a 110 to 80 uh, win for the Suns. Um, held uh, Dallas to to 80 points. Super impressive. Um, I know uh, it was just a defensive, you know, effort for the Suns. Uh, two or three shot clock violations. It seemed that, you know, if if Dallas couldn't, uh, you know, get a good look from three, it's like they they their whole offense struggled when when you know when they did that. Um, I, at one point in time, I was quite surprised that you know, uh, eighty points was even possible. Um, they they were just. You know, so bad offensively Dallas was, and the Suns were so good offensively. Um, but it was a um, a 28-point uh, outing for Luka. He was 10 of 23, 6 of 7 at the line. Devin Booker, also 28 points, 11 of 20 from the field, 3 of 4 at the line. Uh, Luka, 11 rebounds, 10 defensive, 1 offensive. Um, DeAndre Ayton, um Nine rebounds, six defensive, uh, three offensive. Uh, Luca, two assists, four turnovers, thirty-five minutes. Chris Paul, uh, ten assists, uh, four turnovers, thirty-five minutes. A turnover still kind of high, but uh, a much better assist rate for uh, Chris Paul um, in in this one. But uh, um, here for the Mavericks, uh, they scored twenty-six points in the first. 20 in the second, only 14 in the third, and then 20 um, in the fourth. Their best quarter was the uh, first. Of course, the worst quarter was the third. For the Suns, 23 points in the first, 26 in the second, 33 in the third, and 28 in the fourth for a grand total of 110, Um, a game where Phoenix had led the whole way. Um, so here is uh, the money rundown. Coach, then they look more like the team that you've coached all year. What did you yeah. like about how they played tonight? I, well, Pastor Trav in chapel t- today was talking about focus, and uh, that was something we were, you know, had in abundance tonight. We had a great deal of focus on the game plan, uh, personnel. Um, and, and, you know, rebounding was something that, you know, even if we didn't come up with a board, I thought we had three, four guys in the paint scrapping for um, the rebound. Um, but the defense tonight is, you know, that's the backbone of our program. It's one of our pillars, you know, being able to defend. And, and the one vein that was at a really high level tonight was just being able to guard the ball in one-on-one situations. Um, I thought early in the game we forced them into some late clock situations that helped us. Um, and there were, there were a number of guys that were able to stay in front of the ball tonight. And then we did, you know, Bertans came in and uh, hit a few threes. But outside of that, I thought we had really good awareness to steal out to their shooters and get a hand up. And we were pretty good in contest and stay. Sometimes when you're a, a big guy and you're contesting a smaller guy, you have a tendency to contest and take off. I thought we did a much better job of coming back to secure the rebound. So, 
It was the defense tonight. When we get stops like that and are able to get out and transition, um, it gets us going, gets our crowd going. And um, I, I firmly believe that defense travels. You know, it's the one thing that you can do in any gym. The second. That is exactly, you know, what Monty said there, defense travels. But it's the exact reason, you know, that, that the Suns uh, won what, uh, game five was on their defense. And then something that, you know, they kept on talking about in both games uh, three and four is, you know, got to be able to, um, you know, to, to – Run in transit. Run in transition. Um, you know uh, the offense for the Suns. You, know, you can argue for any team, but specifically for the Suns, they they just you know they got their pep in their step when they're not taking the ball out of the hoop. Basically, meaning for those that don't understand, they are uh, you know getting a defensive stop, getting a rebound, and able to just go, just run down the court and set up your offense they they're it's faster it's smoother it, it everything about their offense is so much better when they're able to uh, do that we made a couple of different moves Biombo coming mm -hmm. in for DeAndre in the first quarter and then Shamit playing instead of Payne what, mm -hmm. what led you to making those two well I mean, it's it's just a decision, you know. You don't know how it's going to work out, but when we looked at um, some of the matchups and the energy that Biz brings to the game, it was a hard decision. Uh, I tried to play all three, but I just felt like his – we felt like Biz's energy would allow for us to, you know, make energy plays. I mean, he – he didn't like wow you with scoring and that kind of thing, but his attention to detail, his ability to play in multiple efforts on defense, and then he can't finish around the basket. I um, mean, he's just, he's tough. Um, that doesn't mean JaVale can't do it. We just went with Biz tonight because he, we knew he was going to bring that kind of energy, and he's matched up well against those guys. And then and Landry has, in his minutes, he's shown that he can guard. Um, and stay in front of the ball um, a lot better than most people think. So that, that helped him. And then he can space the floor. And then his ability to handle the ball and initiate with Book um, allows for him to be on the floor with Book. Last thing I had was for the game. Um, the bringing in of Bismack, Biombo, and Landry Shamit were obviously huge. I mean, they, they just came in with some energy. I don't know. If, uh, you know, everybody is getting exhausted um, from, you know, the long season and, and the physical demand that it takes to play a basketball game in the postseason. Um, it's, they've been playing every other day in the first series. It, you know, it was, you know, uh, every other day for, um, you know, the, you know, the for, through games – uh, you know, one and two, and then you had a a break, a travel day, and then and then um, you know then then an off day, and and then you played you know the the next day, uh, or so you know something similar to that. 
Um, and then it was er every other day, you know, for, you know, after, you know, game three and uh, between game three and four and then travel and then, you know, off day and then you played. Um, but in this series, it's it's literally been every other day. Now, I don't know if it has something to do with the way they had scheduled it, how if it had something to do with, um, you know, Dallas and, and uh, Phoenix being much closer, you know, closer of a flight. So you can, you know, you can kind of, you know, travel back and forth like that. I don't know. But um, the spark that Shamit and Biombo brought was huge absolutely huge um and uh it, it really made a big difference it's something that a lot of fans like myself was hoping for that that would happen that uh it would spark something um and and then that that part where money said that that shamit it, uh, uh was his defense you know his defense was was really good it was stellar um and when he was brought in, everybody's like, "Oh man, you know he his his offense is 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 you know um, great or solid at best, um, you know known for three point shooting, um, but you know he's not a great defender. But um, it, more accurately with Shamit is you know maybe the system that he's been playing." played in previously excuse me um or you know the the staff may you know may may not have coached up defense as strong as as phoenix does something that that they rely on heavily but he is a great defender in my opinion every time i've seen him out there he's played very well uh bismack also uh, a solid defender um and uh you know again maybe not offensively but i i really like the the spark that those two brought and i think it really made a um a big difference there was a interesting thing that happened at the end of the game um you know all these series uh games in every series has been uh, very um, uh, chippy, you know. I've said it before. Very, very chippy, and uh, um, there was a thing that had an incident had happened between uh, Bismack Biombo and um, Marquise Chris, um, former uh, former former um, Phoenix Sun drafted him. Um, and they, uh, they, they got into it, you know, uh, Biombo was going in for a dunk, um, it, at the point, um, you know, uh, Jason Kidd had, you know, metaphorically, um, waved the white flag, um, and, uh, Monty hadn't, you know, done so at, at yet at, at one point, um, and then did at the next, um, you know, off uh, next uh, dead ball situation, and Biombo still playing really tough and really hard, going in for, you know, a a, a dunk, and um, Marquise Chris didn't like that. They got into it. Both men got ejected. 
Biamba goes to his tunnel, and you know, and and the game is like you know pretty much over. It's like four, you know two minutes, four minutes at this point. Um, and then Marquise Chris also goes towards the uh, Suns tunnel and uh, towards their their locker room, and security handled it really quickly and, and got them out of there. Um, but uh, uh, it was a very very interesting, you know, set of events. You know, if you're Marquise Chris, you don't care. You know what happens. You know he hasn't played any meaningful minutes, um, but um, but Bismack, I mean, has. And if you know, should the Suns advance, you know, uh, it would it would mean more for Bismack to be available than Marquise Chris. Um, and so uh, I'm glad it didn't go any further. N- neither player had had any suspensions, uh, just just a- ejections uh, in that moment. Well, uh, Monty was asked about that and, and kind of really kind of brushes it off, But and I understand, but here is Monty on, on that little little scuffle. I think I had was for the game to end the way it did with Biombo and Chris, and then Chris chasing in the tunnel. I mean, how, how, do, how, do, how do you even view all that? I don't. That? I mean, we're trying to win the game. You know, I, I get the competitive, competitiveness of the game, but um, we're just trying to win the game. All that stuff that happens um, that's extracurricular is, I don't have anything to say about that. I, I understand how chippy it can be. Um, we just want to win the game, and and and, and that's it. You know, we we're trying to get one more win, and, and that's our focus right now. Monty at the front. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I don't expect him to really kind of in, engage in that, you know. And, and he's right, they're just trying to win, uh, understandably so. Um, but it, it it was it was really funky, and like I said, I, I said most of what I needed to say on that, you know, from Marquise Chris. It, it doesn't matter to him, um, but Biombo clearly is much more important to the Suns than Chris is to the Mavs. Honey, at the first time out of the first quarter when some of the same problems were persisting, it looked like you got pretty animated in the huddle. What were you telling the guys in that moment? The energy just wasn't where it needed to be for this type of game. Um, it wasn't like poor. But it wasn't great, and we still were at that point. We had given up like four threes in a short period of time, um, and and that was, you know, the game plan is to you know try your best to take away the three ball or force a tough one. And uh, I thought we to start the game just didn't have the kind of energy and focus and force that we had after that point. Um, and it wasn't just me; the guys knew it. They understood that. You know, we can't just play at a comfortable level. Um, you almost have to play to exhaustion to make sure that you're, you know, defending the way that we need to against a team like this. And then after that point, I mean, you can look at the quarter points. I mean, the defense um, was at a high level. It felt like Book was able to keep you guys. Um, it, it uh, that moment was huge that, you know, Monty would go ahead and, and do what he had to do to get his guys going. But, you know, my big question is, and throughout this thing, and it goes back to what I said earlier for game four, 
and like I said, I'm probably going to repeat it myself a lot, but uh, the inconsistency, you know, why, the question I have is why do you, you know, why is the energy not there? Like, you're trying to win a game. You're trying to win a championship. And the only way to do that uh, is obviously to focus one game at a time, but you have to get past this round. Um, you're clearly, and I've been saying this the whole time, the best team head and shoulders above the rest, and it, it's not even been close. It's not a small a sample series. It's it's a large sample series, um, and, and and not just you know. And now this is game five, so five games in this in this series, but you know uh, throughout the whole season, you know. So why is the energy not there? That's what I can't understand. I'm glad he said something to to make the change, but I want to know where the crap is it, and that that's my frustration. Is the energy should be there, you know, at all times. Again, I don't know if it has anything to do with you know playing every other day. Um, I guess we'll find out because the the largest break they'll have uh, since uh, the first round is you know uh, is this time they they played last night. Um, it's Friday today of this recording, so they they had uh, to, they they had today off. They'll have Saturday off, and they don't play until Sunday. And it could be early Sunday or a little bit later Sunday. So they they'll have a a, a big break coming up, but uh, the energy has got to be there. And and I'm glad Monty said what he said. Monty, uh, stats don't always tell the full story, but after allowing 23s in Game Four, they go eight for 32. And yeah. then also, all the talk about defense in that third quarter, you guys forced 12 turnovers, and and seven of them came on steals. Yeah, I mean the the length of our team and the aggression. Um, I think one, you have to. Pressure the ball. Sometimes just pressuring the ball takes away a guy's vision, and it allows for guys to get steals away from the ball. Um, but that was one of those, you know, third quarter heightened awareness. Come out of halftime with some juice. Don't ease into it. And I thought we came out of the halftime with a great level of defensive focus. Um, we showed some film at halftime, and, and the things that we talked about this morning at shoot around they were executed and we showed them at halftime and then they came out and raised the, the level even more. And sometimes, you know, when you raise your level like that with ball pressure and physicality, you tend to get your hands on ball sometimes, but we came up with them. Um, we've been doing that in the last few games, but we haven't come up with the ball. They've been first to the ball. I thought we were the winners of that category tonight. What Monty said was, uh, was pretty huge, but I like that that question uh, for a couple of reasons. One, he you know he mentioned something that I didn't mention about Game Four, but uh, you know it, I was it's just been a it was a frustrating game, and um, like I said the 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 uh, the Mavs should have you know they didn't they only won by ten in Game Four. They probably could have won by more, and it should have been higher. And I did mention that. Um, but you know, the guy asking the question said they, they shot, you know, like there were like 20, you know, three pointers is what they, the, how many they made. I think they were like 20 of 40. So like 50% from, as a team from, uh, from three point land. And then again, in, uh, talking about tonight, 
uh, or tonight, uh, game five, the defense was there. And, and again, the 50-50 balls was so much better um, than they have been. Um, and the Suns actually getting their, getting their hands on the ball uh, has, has been really huge. So, uh, like I said, I like the question for a lot of reasons. One, he mentions, you know, some stats there that are very important that kind of tell the story between uh, four and five. And uh, two, uh, you notice the difference in, um, you know, how how the game was uh, played for the, the Suns. And, and, and it kind of really tells the tale of, of defense, and I think that's the big story uh, in, in game five. When you don't podcast as consistency as consistently as you would like, I guess my um, timing or my ability to be consistent sometimes with um, with dropping an episode is about as consistent as the Suns have been in in this series, but um, uh, not on purpose, but to um, bury the lead, not to bury the lead, uh, Monty Williams was uh, awarded his Coach of the Year award uh, before this uh, game. Um, actually, during the day off that they had, he the news came out about um, uh, um, about Monty getting the Coach of the Year. He, he got the... Um, Coach of the year uh, last year, last year uh, by the coaches, um, and did not get it um, based off of you know from the media, the one that you know the one that counts. Um, and then again this year, he got it you know from the coaches, and this and this time he got the one that counts. Um, so I, I felt like that had a lot to do with this game five win and maybe, you know, maybe, you know, winning it for Monty and, and, you know, kind of proving, uh, everybody, you know, that, that Monty is, is a great coach and, you know, uh, all that, you know, it's a regular season award, but, you know, some people like say, well, it doesn't look like the best team. I mean, it doesn't look like the, you know, the coach of the year to me, you know, he's being out coached, out coaching, in uh you know new orleans out coach now in dallas and and stuff like that so devin booker and chris paul were were asked about you know the about, about monty williams and you know getting coach of the year just your thoughts both of you guys thoughts on that i mean you know where we stand uh, i mean we were preaching about it since last year you know we feel it should have been a back-to-back but you know we're past that, and we're we're really excited for him and his family. And you know, for him to take in that moment with his family was you know important for us to see. I know very important to him. You know, he his kids are getting older; they're off to college and living in different states. So, for everybody there to be supportive of him, you know, it was it was a great great thing to see. Yeah, um, along with what Book said, you know, for me to start my start his first year being a head coach, you know, being with him then and being with him now and to see how much we ain't got a chance to grow, you know, apart from each other now, grow together. Um, I'm, I can't be happier for him and his family. Second thing I had. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, and I'm glad he, he got it. Should have got it, like, like Book said, should have got it last year, but got it this year. And, um, 
it's it's exciting uh stuff um but uh um one thing that happened that that you know Monty had talked about you know maybe pre-game and whatnot he talked a little bit about it um and you know how much he has has changed where you know if it had been in you know new orleans he would have been you know uh you know all right well i'm focused on the next game and he felt like that what's changed him is is that he you know he um has uh um you know allowed the team to celebrate you know celebrate everything you know that that's kind of what they do and, and talk about and uh, robbing his, you know, his family and, and robbing the fans, robbing, you know, whatever the team of, of that, um, you know, of celebrating, you know, something like that. It's a big accomplishment. And, you know, you know, obviously a lot of, uh, players and a lot of, you know, coaches don't like to be in that spotlight, but, uh, I, it was huge. And so congratulations to Monty Williams on coach of the year. All right, that's uh, pretty much it uh, as far as uh, game five goes. Um, nothing really else that I, uh, you know, felt like, uh, you know, talking about or, or playing. So um, up next uh, is going to be the game six. And uh, uh, game six includes, uh, obviously, the money rundown, but also... A call in that I that I was able to get in on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports. Um, that's up next on uh, Sports Talk with uh, David and Mobile. All right, all right. Let's uh, go ahead and get into. Uh, the dreadful uh, game six, um, and uh, you know Dallas, they got their revenge. They forced a game seven. Um, uh, one thing I, you know, didn't uh, mention in uh, in game five that happened. There was a uh, you know Dorian Finney-Smith foul on um, Devin Booker, and um, and. He had, uh, you know, he he didn't embellish really. Um, it was a foul, a foul nonetheless. Um, but he laid on the ground for a while, and then when you know he, when he uh, turned over, he was smiling and, and you know turned to a, a, a phone camera that uh, um, was was on him and and to the crowd and said, "Luca special, Luca special," basically giving uh, Luca a hard time for. The flopping that he does, and Luca is so aggravating, you know, watching him do that. Flopping has got to get out of the game. That that's one thing that will help fix fix the officiating is is a lot of dudes trying to fool the referees, and and sometimes it, it happens, and and um, you know, a, a call get is is embellished and whatnot, but uh, not necessarily in this case. But I, I think uh, Luca took that uh, personally, and. Um, he, you know, he said, he, he said he didn't care. He didn't care. He was asked about, uh, TNT, you know, did, did it matter? And, and no, it, it mattered. It, it mattered to him big time. And, uh, he, son, he made the sons pay. And that was kind of one of those things like, man, you know, it's part of the game, but I don't know if the son should have done that. I don't know if Booker should have done that. And he's, he's, he's a, uh, a, a, um, 
a big trash talker and the chief among them. But, uh, um, and, and, and again, like I said, it's part of the game. But uh, I would, you know, after uh, thinking about it, I'm like, man, I hope it doesn't come back to bite them. And, and sure enough, it kind of did mix with, you know, not making shots and the same old, same old. Um, and, you know, with that being said, you know, here, here's my, my big take, uh, on, on the game and I'll, I'll expand on that and then we'll get into the money rundown and some stats, but here's, here's, uh, uh, credit, uh, sound credits to, uh, um, to, uh, um, Bickley Murata mornings on 98.7 FM Arizona sports. Here's, here's my, here's my call in. Uh, this uh, run of calls going to Alabama to talk to David up next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hi, David. Hey, boys. Uh, it's uh, I don't even know what in the world to, to start. I don't know what in the piss we're watching right now, <laughs> and that might be it. It's just nothing but piss. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's piss poor performance. Uh, it I don't I have no no words other than really that they got to get it together. It's not the team that we've seen all season long. It's not that that uh, trendy sports word that we phrase that we use. Uh, it's a so, small sample size. Well, no, it's not a small sample. This is a large sample size of a team that's been head and shoulders above the rest. Like it hasn't even been been close. I don't I don't care what what New York or anybody else says. They, they're you know they're clearly not been watching the team. But now. The Suns are basically embarrassing themselves. They're looking like fools. I've I've been clamoring all to my friends and my buddies. Man, this is the best team, best team, best team. They're going to, you know, go through the playoffs. They might hit a hitch or two or whatever. They're just going to go through and they're going to we're going to have a parade. Now I'm looking like a freaking idiot, and and it's it's ridiculous. I'm beyond upset. Uh, They they deserve this ripping that, that some of us are giving them. And they need to get it together. Thanks, David. Appreciate the phone call. To David's point, yeah, it's not a small sample size anymore. This series is eighty-five point seven percent of the way done. Mm. <laughs> the the last fifteen percent happens on on Sunday, okay. and uh, you could throw I, for what we've seen in terms of patterns and disturbing patterns and promising patterns on both sides. You can throw it all out. It's forty-eight minutes. Uh, you got to play good basketball and, and find a way to be one point better than Dallas. That's all you have to do. Uh, we need you, Suns fans. Win tickets to Game Seven this Sunday to see the Suns take on the Mavericks. Yeah, um, it's uh, it, it's been really, really tough, really challenging, and I mentioned it. You know, very inconsistent on both sides. You know, uh, Dallas will be going on a run. The Suns will go on a run. Uh, both teams have been great at home, but you know, terrible on the road. Uh, depending on how you're talking and, and who you're talking about, um, and and there's so much more I could have said, but you know, I try to you know get get it all out and you know be respectful of the time. They got to go to break and all that stuff uh, that you do in 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 corporate radio. But uh, it was it was like I said, very very uh, frustrating. You know, not only did you know uh, um, did they play bad, but you know, I just felt like they not only wet the bed metaphorically, but they crapped the bed too. You know, uh, and again, I've, I I feel like I could be much more stronger in in my uh, in my vocabulary 
um, but this is a family show. But it, it, it has been very frustrating. Uh, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of it, and this is not the team that I've been seeing all all along. And it's just it's just been really frustrating, very frustrating to watch. Um, a one thirteen to eighty six victory for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, it it, uh, it just was not good, and they they got their their revenge as far as um, you know uh, you know the the clown show that uh, you know they had in Game Five, and they they made us look like the clowns. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was really the only spark, uh, the only person that's really kind of been. Uh, for the most part, pretty consistent um, in in this whole series. And 21 points for him, 10 of 16 from the field, uh, at the line of 1 of 4. Luka, 33 points, uh, 11 of 26 from the field for him, and 9 of 14 um, at the line. Ayton, 11 rebounds, 9 defensive, 2 offensive. Luka, 11 rebounds, 10 defensive, and 1 offensive. And then Mikel Bridges led his team in assists, um, which is not saying much. Five assists, two turnovers, 31 minutes. Luca eight assists, one turnover in 35, um, 35 minutes. Um, you know, the greatest thing that's said, you know, in, in sports other than, you know, world championship or, you know, so-and-so, this your team wins or whatever, you know, from from the the uh, play by play or whatever. But the next best thing a lot of people can argue and say is game seven, and there there's no other you know but a game seven. And you know, there's no other excitement in game seven. But I would say I would add to that it's only like that if you don't have a team that is expected to be so dominant like the Suns should have been um, and already out of it. And then it's also, you know, not uh, holds true if if you are uh, repre- representing a team that is in that game seven. Um, for me as a Suns fan, I'm I'm not as confident as I was going into the series. I'm still confident that they can win if the pattern holds true. You know, they they played well at home, they'll win it, and that'll be fine. But um, being so, you know, so. 50-50, and that's also part of what I'm so frustrated about is that anything can happen. And if they would have played more focused, um, played with more intensity, uh, more urgency in some of these other games, we wouldn't have a seven where you know anything can happen, and um, any you know uh, it, it wouldn't matter um, you know what happens in a game seven, um, but. Uh, but here we are, and so now you know it's it's winner go home, put up or shut up. You know, it, it's kind of where where it's at. And I'll be on pins and needles now. If you're Dallas, you know you forced the game seven, so you're like you're you're excited but nervous as well, and and maybe you feel like man, we're about to take out the number one team. And, and again, for me, it's like I sure hope that we don't lose. And the other frustrating part is. I'm hoping that um, that Memphis can force a, a game seven like Dallas did for us, but uh, I'm not expecting that to happen. In fact, tonight, you know, uh, I'm expecting uh, Golden State to close it out, and so they they'll have more of a rest before 
you know, uh, assuming the Suns move on and, and play Golden State. And so that that was another thing I was hoping that Suns would go ahead and take care of business, have the longer rest, um, and, and then the, that way they'd be better against Memphis or or Golden State. You know, Golden State is – I'm nervous to play against them, not quite as nervous to play against uh, Memphis if we move on. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just not. Um, but, you know, now – um, or even if it would have, both teams would have ended in six, um, then you know you're 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 not you know all right it's equal it's equal now there's a clear advantage for um, for Golden State if they win um, or it would be dead even again if if Memphis uh, is able to win so there's just a lot there a lot of bubbling up and a lot of frustrations. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and, and get into the the Monty rundown. Well, they I mean when you have that many turnovers, it's gonna cut down on your three point attempts. Um, and then when you don't get the stops, I mean they had two thirty point quarters, you know, so you're not getting enough stops to play in transition where you can um, get threes but again I thought our offense was not organized tonight we didn't run our stuff uh, with purpose um, the way that we did the other day that that's concerning did not run your stuff with purpose Um, you know why not and I I don't know I don't I just it's just really really frustrating you know like I said maybe beyond frustrating um and uh, you know they they didn't get stops. They missed a lot of shots. Didn't help themselves out. It was just really really bad game um, for for the Suns. And and same old song and dance as it's been in Dallas. Monty Williams was asked about how frustrating is it that uh, you know that the team is not recognize, recognizing the desperation of the opponent in this case the the Mavericks and and why they're not coming out with that same desperation and how do you deal with it uh, I mean it's frustrating anytime you lose um, you have to address it and then you got to move on you can't hold on to it because you're going to play the biggest game of your life in a matter of 48 hours you know what I mean um, Thankfully, we have a group of, of guys who understand it. They were talking about it before I even came in there. Uh, this situation has to be embraced. You know, we work. That's why I'm uh, a proponent of the regular season because you work your tails off all year long to have home court, and it will pay off in this situation. What I'm frustrated about that as well that Monty said is, you know, they, they you you put yourself in the position to. To if in case you have a game seven, you know that you're at home, and and then again, and they played so much better at home um, in this series than you know than than they typically have, and been great road warriors on on in the regular season, um, and that's fine and good that you put yourself in that position, but again, if you take care of business early on, you don't have to put yourself in that in that position, and like I said, it's all it's all fine and good. And, uh, but, you know, the question is, is, you know, why, you know, uh, you, you could have put them away, um, a lot, a lot sooner and, 
and didn't for whatever reason. The next thing money was asked is something I brought up earlier is is the, you know, the every other day of the series and asked if, you know, the fact that they have a little bit of break before they play game seven. Um, and so he, you know, he was asked about, you know, think, does he think it will help? I think it will. Um, we, we need to, we need to sit on this. We need to understand that that team is a really good basketball team, you know, and we also need to understand how good we are but we're good because we play a certain way. And so I think the time in between games will allow for that. Again, I think it has, you know, some of what's going on. And I know it's tough to win a game in, in the, in the playoffs. I, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to try to rip the team the whole way through and I'm going to try not to, but I, you know, I can't help it. I'm just so frustrated, but, um, Understanding that it is hard to win a, a game in the NBA, let alone a playoff game and a playoff series. Um, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of it might have to do. Maybe they are exhausted. So that hopefully, you know, you assume that if that's the case. Um, and I think uh, Chris, he mentions it in his portion a little bit later. We'll get to. Um, but, uh, uh you know, they got to come out on fire when it comes to Sunday. You know, take your rest that you feel like you need and come out on fire. Monty was asked, uh, you know, about um, if he is surprised that, uh, you know, that there is even a game seven, you know, that, that the Suns have done so well in game sixes, you know, last year, uh, already this year. Can it can it be compared? You know, can you compare it? Um, obviously, you know, uh, I think that's another thing that that you know I'm frustrated about it is that maybe I am comparing it. Well, I, I'm gonna say maybe I am. I am comparing it, and ma- and maybe you shouldn't or you can't. And so here's Monty Williams on you know comparing you know past experiences versus this experience or pat the last series versus this series. All the this time it would look this different. I don't think you can keep comparing all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Like that that's a different series, different games. You can't you can't always say because this happened like this it should happen this way. Every series and every game has its own identity. Um, this one doesn't feel good because we didn't play well tonight. It doesn't matter what we did last year in a game six. It's our first time in a game seven with this group and we have to embrace it. We get to go home and, and do it in front of our fans. And um, it'll be the first time that uh, I think we can close out a series on our home floor. So we have to embrace that. It is kind of exciting about, you know, trying to close out on your, your home floor. Uh, I wish they hadn't, you know, gotten to this point, but that is uh, somewhat uh, exciting um all last year they didn't they didn't uh and uh you know um that this this year they haven't and so it it is kind of exciting but never wanted to get to this point next money was asked about you know what what did he sense in the locker room after the game and uh the thoughts and feelings of what you know what's going on um, and I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be ripping this answer, but 
Here it is anyway. A realization that we, one, they played harder than us, and we, we typically you know, don't allow that. And then, two, we understand that we turned it over and we did not have the focus. Our concepts in our defensive coverages tonight was um, nowhere near average. You know, they just kept going. They want to get to the paint, and you just saw them go down the paint a number of times tonight. So I sense with our group, we, we understand that we'll embrace it. We'll, all of us will own what we need to get better at, and we'll be better. I'm glad that, you know, he said we're going to own it. But again, I ask, why isn't the focus there? Why, you know, I mean, it, you're... It's you're trying to close out a game. You're last night. You have the ability to close it out and move on to the next opponent, um, whether that be Golden State or, or Memphis. Memphis did their job, maybe you know, with some help uh, from from great defense and you know the fact that they got to the line you know thirty times versus um, you know Golden uh, Golden State's. Yeah, I don't know how many. Um, you know, so so some breath help, but the defense was solid. So you know, whatever. But dip, Memphis did their job enforcing a a game six. You know, you need to do your job. Come out with the intensity, the focus, and and everything you need to have to to win a closeout game. Um, and it's just uh, it's just unbelievable. But you know, they did. You know, they being Dallas did did what they did and. Um, forced to turnovers, and so, it, it, you know, it's understandable. But, you know, I think it's a big difference when you come out focused and you come out with the requisite intensity to win a game. Devin Booker was kind of asked about the series and, and you know, the fact that they look so good in, in, at, at home and, and in three, three of these games and not so good in the others and just kind of asked about, you know, uh, about it in, in general. And, and so here is Devin Booker on, on that. You know, we understand they're a good team. Um, we would never disrespect our opponent in that way. You know, they're a fourth seed in the Western Conference for, for a reason. Um, they protect home well, and they, and they did that today. You know, I think we worked all season to have home court advantage and get the last game in our house, and that's exciting. It's game seven, man. I ain't never been in a game seven, so this it's gonna be fun. Again, book. Um, you know, I said the same thing to Monty. Uh, glad you have the opportunity to to you know be in this position. You did work hard, but uh, you shouldn't shouldn't have had to work this. You know, work this hard in this in this series. You know, if you have the focus and. I know he's excited for Game Seven against the. Again, there's no other uh, thing like it. The, the intensity is 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 different, so I'm sure he's excited about it. Something you dream about. Um, but uh, I never wanted them to to be in that uh, that position, and uh, um, you know, I it it's it's just it's frustrating. It is exciting and frustrating all at the same time. Here is. Um, Booker a little bit more on, you know, his game seven mindset. That's the greatest two words in sports. Uh, I've been watching them since a kid, and you know, in my short playoff stunts that I've had, I've never got the opportunity to be in one. Um, 
So I'm excited to feel the energy. I'm excited, you know, to be a part of it. It's a great opportunity. Again, I know he's excited, and maybe I'll get there too. And just I, you know, not as confident. Still a little nervous. Uh, but you know, if if they can play like they played in 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 this, it, I guess everything will be all right. And you know, like I said, I'll be on pins and needles, and and hopefully uh, Devin Booker, you know. And the rest of the team will be on their game. Uh, I mean, again, it is exciting, but it, it's it's nerve wracking at the same time. I know I can count on um, DeAndre Ayton to be more real. He's kind of been more, you know, a matter of fact. So, what you got for us, DA? We were talking about it. It's just that everybody got to be locked in. Um, you got to be a together thing where everybody's on the same page. And it wasn't like that tonight. There was a lot of mistakes. It felt like a regular season game, the amount of mistakes we had today. And the turnovers, terrible, unacceptable. And yeah, it's that type of game where it's just unacceptable, man. Them dudes, was they wanted it more. I think after every loss we've had, they've shown that they wanted it more. And yeah, we just wasn't a team that didn't want it. And it showed dramatically. Is there, when you look at yeah, I agree with DA, you know, that they, they wanted more. And again, I asked the question why. Um, but, you know, I'm glad he was real, you know, that the, they made mistakes and it showed they weren't, you know, weren't together on a lot of different things. So, uh, agree with everything that DeAndre Ayton just said. It was it was spot on. I'm not 100% sure exactly the Question that was asked is hard for me to kind of hear it and, and, and make it out. Um, but I like DeAndre Ayton's response to, um, you know, the question. is I think I, I think most of it was, is there anything he can done better and, and you know, given more? Um, and so, you know, he kind of starts off saying, you know, most definitely. But here here's the rest of his, his answer. Um and he goes somewhere that is kind of alarming, and, and, and I'll talk about it, but here here is um, more of DeAndre Ayton. But it was so tough because them dudes, um, them dudes put a lot of pressure to where we weren't getting into our offense. We was getting so many turnovers. I mean, they, I think they was on the fast break almost every other time down. And, you know, um, yeah, I could have left more. I could have put more into the game to where it's like, you know, crashing and scoring and not missing those easy bunnies under the rim. But at the same time, we we was discombobulated on the offensive end and we weren't communicating on the defensive end at all. What would it mean to you as a special Weren't communicating on the defensive end at all is what he said. How in the heck does that happen? I know that, I mean, you're human, so maybe that's what it is. But um, a team that has pride uh, has, you know, been so um, prided themselves on, on defense the whole time, you know, it, it just, just I think, just checked out. Men, I think it goes mentally if, if you're not communicating, you know, or, or the message is not coming across. I don't know. You know what? Uh, uh, you know why that is, but I, it's that that 
is you know alarming to me you know that they're not um you know the the, the communication wasn't there offensively and defensively it was just really um very concerning one of the guys on the team um, that has had the most experience in Game 7s is Chris Paul. And so he was kind of asked about a Game 7 and, and um, you know, uh, the thoughts on it. So here, here's Chris Paul on, you know, going to Game 7. It's one to go home. You know what I mean? It's, um, you know, I feel like we, we worked as hard as we did all season, you know what I mean, to get home court. Just because you have home court doesn't guarantee you're going to win the game, you know what I mean? But we'd rather play at home than play here. So. The turnovers. You know, <laughs> the way they played in Dallas, I, I don't I don't doubt it, Chris. You'd rather play, uh, you know, at home than here. It sounds to me like he's, he's pretty tired of playing in Dallas uh, as far as, you know, maybe, you know, the incident that happened in, in four with the fans and, uh, you know, whatever it might be, clearly it's a uh, an issue um, playing in Dallas. And so, you know, that is the bright side. They, you know, they played well at home. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you can tell he, he's pretty, pretty exhausted and tired of playing in Dallas. I did mention that it sounds like, you know, the, the team is exhausted, you know, especially when I mentioned the Game 5 win, going to a different lineup. Um, it it, it might have been, you know, the, the simple energy that from Bismack and, and Landry that they brought because they were a little bit more fresh. And so uh, some of the reason why we, we've seen such bad performance as Chris Paul and, and the turnovers in Dallas or – uh, I, I don't know what the inconsistencies is coming from, but um, Chris Paul specifically was asked to, you know, is there anything he says to the said to the team regarding a game seven? And so here his, is his thing on that. But here's also where he mentions, you know, uh, where, where I'm thinking is is maybe it's rest. You can hear it in his response. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, no. I don't like to be that dramatic. You know what I mean? We got a couple of days finally. You know what I mean? <laughs> finally not playing every other day. You know what I mean? We got a couple of days to let this sit and let this marinate. And uh, we'll talk, man. But at the end of the day, it's basketball. <laughs> it's not life-threatening or anything like that. So guys will get ready and we'll be ready for Sunday. Chris will be <clears throat> And you sure hope that we'll be ready for Sunday and, and – uh, you know, maybe his experiences in them might make a difference. Hopefully they can, uh, and hopefully the rest will make a difference, and, and that, that's the, the main thing. But that, that's, uh, that's pretty much it on, uh, on, on all that. Um, it's, it's been a really frustrating series. I don't know if last series was more frustrating than this one. I have no idea, but uh, – um, it, it's been, it's definitely been one. And so I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, as always, I, uh, kind of went through some of this a little bit quicker. I had more to say on some of it. I don't, you know, don't know, uh, um, you know, how, uh, how it's all going to turn out as far as the length. But obviously if you've listened to this point, then you're pretty much wrapped up because I am, um, wrapped up and that's all I got to really say. Um, but, uh, uh, 
you know, like I said in, in, to Bickley Murata, they've deserved this ripping, and I've ripped them a lot, especially this last half of uh, of it, and, and it's just been really frustrating. But uh, anyway, um, and, you know, we'll we'll talk, uh, um, have some time before the next series. I do believe probably it's going to be uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I wouldn't imagine that it'd be straight up uh, Monday after they they played Sunday. So probably Tuesday. So I have a couple of days to talk about Game Seven. Hopefully, we're talking about a a, a win um, on that front. So until next time, I appreciate it, guys, um, for for listening. As always, uh, you can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, and then on the socials at uh, David Mobile on Facebook at Sports Talk with David Mobile. Um, until next time, thank you.